It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today we are going to acknowledge that dogs save the world. They are the finest people that we know, and it is only right to celebrate them uh, with the biggest dog show in the world. And that is the Westminster Show, which what is what is the proper name for joining me today to talk all things dogs because he is a Westminster best in show judge. He is so legit. Um, Dr. Don Sturz is here. Welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Thanks, Kennedy. Yes. Yeah, it's the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. That's absolutely right. And it's, uh, you're, I was mentioning you're like right on time for the big announcement of next year's event. When is it? It's going to be May 8th and 9th. Okay, so I got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, Lemmy and, and I have plenty of time to uh, bone up. And new, loca- new location. <gasps> Where? See, that's what everyone's been waiting to hear. Yes. So we were supposed to try to get back to New York City. That was the plan. We were at Lindhurst. But because it's of the crime pro- ridden and filled with homeless people. And <sighs> So we're coming back. We were up in uh, Lindhurst Estate in mm-hmm. Tarrytown the last two years because of COVID. Um, so it had to be outdoors. But we're trying to get back into like an arena situation. Mm-hmm. So the show is going to be at the USTA Billie Jean King Tennis Center. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really cool venue. And that's, that's accessible for people in all boroughs and all walks of life. Exactly. For- Train, subway, ways. yeah, all that. Uh, that's that's very exciting news. I'm glad you were able to offer some breaking news <laughs> on the podcast. Of course. So I love dogs. I think dogs are amazing. I don't like cats. I never have. Um, my girls are always peppering me, trying to get me to admit that I secretly like cats, which I don't. It's no secret I don't like them. And they're always trying to get me to get a cat, which I never will because I don't like them. And my younger daughter is allergic, which, you know, is a blessing. But dogs are amazing. I love different breeds of dog. Um, And I know, like, there's this big push in society right now to only rescue dogs. Mm -hmm. As someone who is a best-in-show judge for uh, pure breed dogs, what do you have to say to those people? Because I have some thoughts myself. Sure. Well, you know, obviously, you know, I support the preservation breeders who um, breed dogs with purpose, uh, with a real focus on um, health and temperament and breed characteristics. Exactly right. right. They're not trying to overbreed these dogs or no. breed dogs with hip problems and breathing problems. They they are honoring the legacy of these breeds. Correct. Which, if you love history. You should love some of these dog breeds, which I think is very fair. And a lot of these breeds have incredible history and amazing stories of how they came to be. More more often than not, they were bred for a purpose that was to help their master, their owner, their family. And uh, there's reasons for why they, they look the way they look and are built the way they're built. And it all goes back to that history and their purpose. That being said, you know, with regards to um, rescue, 
there's a place for that too because sure. people sometimes acquire dogs and for whatever reasons find that it doesn't continue to work with their you know f- lifestyle um, those dogs need a forever home and that's one avenue by which that could and occur. that's lovely and being a vegan is lovely and it's very good for people particularly people um, who have health problems like diabetes and, and coronary artery disease and have to slim down and have a plant-based diet. Having said that, I don't want to hear a lecture from vegans about what I should be eating mm-hmm. because I think steak is delicious. And I make <laughs> no you. apologies for that. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> and, but I, I think I, I love, so every Wednesday night on my show on Fox Business, we do a segment called Kenner Dogs, where mm. people send in pictures of their dogs and a little description, and we show a bunch of dogs every week because we like to say it's the it's the only cable news show that loves your dog as much as you do. I love that. My my closing, when I did Best in Show at Westminster uh, in June, um, the Best in Show judge usually says a few words, and, and typically you know, you're thanking the club, you're thanking the exhibitors, you're thanking the breeders. I chose to thank the dogs. And I encouraged everyone at the end, just just go home and hug your dog. And because that's really at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. They bring us so much joy and comfort and love, right? On they a really daily do. basis. So, so let me ask you this as a judge, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at these beautiful specimens and there are 212 breeds recognized by the Kennel Club, correct? Yeah. Look at you. Um, you well, <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed by what you do. So that means that you personally have to know all of the characteristics and the desired traits for 212 different breeds. And and that means you have to internalize a lot of information. So as much as we love our dogs, our dogs love us. The dogs who make it to this level, mm-hmm. who are, you know, these just beautiful specimens, they know how to work the judges. Like, I know my <laughs> dog knows how to work me. When I'm totally. eating and he's like, he's like, baby, you're not going to eat all that chicken. Why don't you slide a little bit into my bowl, girl? And it gives me like, you know, the sexy side eye. Um, and it's like when he's ignoring me, he gets very emotional. Do you ever get swayed by a look that a dog gives you? Like, does a dog ever look with you with, with these sweet eyes? And you're like, you know, I'm going to overlook uh, the goiter and the horrible gate. And I'm just going to go ahead and give you the, the giant cup. <laughs> I think um, that moment that you're talking about is very real in dog judging. Um, I luckily had that experience in, when I judged Best in Show in that, you know, the dog who ultimately was the winner was the bloodhound, which everyone was kind of shocked by because it's not the typical flashy, fluffy, glamorous type of dog that wins at that level. Um, but he was a spectacular representative of his breed, really athletic, incredible in motion. But what really got me was there was a moment when I asked each dog to come out and just stand on their own. And I'm thinking like, oh, the poor bloodhound, he's just going to come out here and like just hang out. He walked out and he just stood his ground and looked at me. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. And that was the moment. It was like, you know, it's me. I'm the I'm the best one, and oh. and that's part of it. You know, as a judge, you love when that happens. That's that's amazing, and it, you know, the movie Best in Show <laughs> is so satisfying. And, and obviously, there's a bloodhound who makes it to the very end. And I don't I think to. I haven't heard that over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> but it's like I love that dog. It's so great. You know, it's like the standard poodle can't always win. What is the winningest breed? Well. Actually, the terriers, the fox terriers, are the ones who've racked up the most best in shows at Westminster. But I think that goes back to that thing we were talking about history. In the early days of the event, there were a lot of breeds that weren't recognized yet or weren't competing yet. And so I think they kind of had, they got out of the gate a little sooner than the rest. Um, But yeah, terriers. So we have a French bulldog. And my older daughter, you know, it, it has just occurred to her that, 
you know, we he's seven. He turned seven a couple days ago. But it just occurred. Happy to, birthday. Uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Lemmy. He had a great birthday. He had so much broccoli. Uh, still a little gassy from that. He had a, a bowl of <laughs> And they're cream. gassy to begin to with because I yeah, have exactly. one too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know these dogs. But she, these dogs, it's so funny because whenever we go outside and we see a husky or an Italian greyhound, I'm like, Lemmy, that's a dog. That's what a dog looks like because they don't look like dogs. They look like creatures. They're, so my yes. 17 year old's always like, we have an animal living in our apartment. He just lives here. I'm like, I know because it doesn't look like a dog. It kind of looks like a fat hamster sometimes. <laughs> it looks like some people call them bat pigs. Yes, he looks like yes. a bunny, had a baby with a cow. But that's part of their charm. Yes. Right? It's that, that they're, 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 they're kind of so ugly, they're cute kind of thing. Do they ever win? Well, hello. My reserve best in show was a French bulldog named Winston who... Oh my God, that's won my heart that that night. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I love that Winston got that close. There you go. Right there, there. this close. And I don't know if there I don't know if you're... French bulldog is as lazy as mine, but that thing he would sleep till noon. And I know, like I've got friends, like oh, you know, the dog gets me up five, six in the morning, and I gotta take him out. I'm like, my dog, like I have to play games to get him out of bed. I'm like, okay, let's go, come on. And it's like I have to, I have to let's go like five times, go and do different things, come back, try and wake him up, and and finally, and I go walkies like that lady, and it, it also it drives my children crazy because they think it's weird, but I think it's very normal. I think dogs respond to walkies, and then finally, I have to go. Hello, and run toward the door, and then he finally gets up because he thinks someone might be coming to the door. That is so funny because we we joke all the time. I, two things: one, you know, I wake up really early, to go to work, and I get up, and the dogs just stay on the dog, but they don't even move. No. On Saturdays and Sundays, they actually get up before we do, wake us up, and then go back to bed. <laughs> it's amazing. The other thing is, is when, you know, when you're somebody who goes to work every day and like leaves, you know, early in the morning, comes home in the evening, you, you know, the movies about what the dogs are doing during the day and stuff like, like when you're home and you're not at work, they're asleep all day, yeah. you know, so all the stress over, oh, they got to take them for walks. Oh, it's going to be terrible. They're going to be alone. They're sleeping all day. That's what they're doing when we're not there. That's funny. <laughs> so what, what did the pandemic do to our dogs? Well, that I will say on a, on a serious note, I think individuals who had um, puppies and young dogs that came about like just before, because we do have, uh, we have a bull terrier also, yeah, Lola, great. and amazing dog. And, um, but unfortunately she was like in puppyhood when COVID came on. So the opportunities to socialize her in inside situations, you know, going to other places other than home didn't exist. And so it, it kind of, I, I think thwarted a little bit her her socialization and her confidence and people at the dog shows in particular will talk about covid puppies because mm-hmm. they never got the opportunity for those early puppy experiences that show dogs typically have. yeah and and in big cities you know we have doggy daycare because if you are working eight to ten hours a day and you do have an active yes. dog you know you you drop your dog off and and it's great because they get to socialize and mm-hmm. you know you can trust your dog whenever you go out and you meet other dogs you know it's it's I, there's this one dog on our floor, and I call him Hannibal Lecter because he has to wear <laughs> this thing over his face because he, he'll bite 
anyone and anything. Charming. And, and yeah, his owner's <laughs> like, we've gone through training. Like, we've had a pet psychologist. And, you know, it's it's a bummer. But when you have a dog that is properly socialized, it's like the world is your oyster and so much more opens up for you. So for people who are listening who are like, I have a great-looking dog. Like, Greg Gutfeld just got one of the most beautiful French Bulldogs I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Little Gus. He's a little Merle. He's just gorgeous. So for people who are listening who've never gotten into it, how do they get into, you know, showing their dog? Showing the dog. So I would say the first thing you would do is um, go online, check out the American Kennel Club website, akc.org, and there's tons of information there. And I think what's wonderful is that there are so many venues people can get involved in. There's obviously confirmation, like we're talking about with Westminster, but Westminster also sponsors an agility competition, an obedience competition, and those are really fun because they're an, an active, um, you know, kind of situation where the dogs are are learning skills and the family's involved and it's great for kids. Um, children can compete in junior showmanship. Um, there's lore coursing. There's fast cat, which is really weird, right? It's a dog event. It's a coursing aptitude test, but they use the acronym CAT. Oh, that's like, funny. It's really strange. Um, but it's basically a straightaway running thing, and they time the dogs and how fast they go. And oh, cool. so, so you, even a French bulldog can get out there and run with a greyhound. I don't and know, still man. Do I, well. I saw. So I don't know what it's called. Where they have like the hoops and the tubes and that's the, the agility, cones. Kennedy. So I, I saw an English bulldog just rip up that course. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, this dog was so athletic and incredible. I had an English bulldog years ago, and mm-hmm. and she was not like that. But it, it's like watching. Michael Moore on American Ninja Warrior. Like, it, it just, it doesn't <laughs> okay, make sense. That's the picture I'll never get out of yeah. my brain. Thank you. It doesn't make sense to your brain, but, you know, because other people have dogs that behave in a certain way doesn't mean that yours yeah. is limited by other people's perception, so. That's exactly right. I just, I have a friend who has a Pekingese, and um, she lives down south, and she just posted a picture on Facebook of her Pekingese doing this fast cat thing, which you would just never think of a Pekingese being athletic and running fast. This dog was tearing it up, you wow. know. And so it's a, a lot of times it's a combination, I think, of of um, physical, you know, build, um, but also health factors, right? Like things we're talking about with French bulldogs or Pekingese breeds that can have breathing problems. Breeders pay attention to that. You know, they don't breed dogs who have presented with those issues. They take, you know, they're not included in the plan. No, you know? puppy mills are bad. Different good, story. Good yeah. breeders will do whatever they can to make sure. That, you know, the relatives of the dogs that they breed and adore are in the best shape they possibly can be. And, you know, it's like when you're buying a dog, shouldn't you always ask to see the parents? And Yeah. I mean, you want to ask questions like that, right? See mom, see dad. Um, talk about health clearances. Different breeds have different health, genetically related health issues. And you want to know that that breeder tested those dogs that were being bred for those types of situations. Um, I think it's great to be able to interact with the parents or other puppies that these breeders have bred, right, that they've run on, kept, you know, for themselves. Um, So you can see temperament, you can see how they socialize with other dogs, see how they socialize with people. And uh, take your time. Dogs are not an impulse buy. That's probably the, the most important message to get out there is, you know, a dog is forever, should be, forever. And so this is not, this is a dog is never a good idea as an impulse buy. It's never great as a Christmas gift. No. <laughs> That's the don't, worst don't time. Don't do it. Yes. Especially yeah. when 101 Dalmatians yeah. comes yes. out because Dalmatians, yes. like they're not cuddly dogs. <laughs> like if you've made the decision, you're going to buy a puppy. 
put a picture in a box as a gift and then get the puppy after the holidays. It's much, much oh, better that time. That's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for anything. Because a lot of times people just forget and you save so much money. <laughs> okay, so I know Fred Willard joked about it as a commentator on Best in mm-hmm. Show, but has any dog ever soiled the ring when you were there? Yeah. It, you know, it's a kind of a normal... Is it an automatic disqualification or is it like... No, uh, no, no. It's I think we all kind of, you know, uh, sympathize with the situation, especially those of us who have actually, actually shown dogs and competed. And I've been doing this my whole life. Yes, you and were, you were a, a junior champion. Yeah, like back in the Stone Age. Um, but they... You actually showed... They didn't even invent dogs yet. You just no, had little it was rocks. rocks. <laughs> it was rocks. Yes. <laughs> No, he's, he's not old at all. He looks like a young Mark Messier. For those of you wow. Playing, playing along wow. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, it's it's one of those situations where you can, um, you know, pursue this in any way you want. There's a lot, you know, all kinds of activities out there. Junior showmanship. I started doing that when I was eight years old. And, you know, here I am now. Best and in show judge at Westminster. Yeah. way to uh, keep your kids occupied and interested, especially if they have an affinity for dogs. Dr. Donsters, thank you so much for coming and being part of the podcast. You are welcome. I had a great time. And and I, I'm going to, Lemmy will be watching every moment yeah. of the <laughs> Westminster Kennel Club show. And, uh, you know, he'll have a little I'll, tear g- I'll give you a shout out, Lemmy. Okay. How about that when I'm on air? <laughs> I'll post him. I'll be like, buddy, wake up, wake up. There he is. There's your bro. All right, Don. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.